Hi everyone, Jason here. On May the 14th, Stephen and myself will be appearing with the one and only Mark Lewison at the Pavilion Theatre in Dunleary, Dublin. We're going to be celebrating 60 years of a hard day's night and we would love you to join us. For tickets, go to paviliontheatre.ie or nothingisrealpod.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Nothing Is Real, a podcast about the Beatles. Everybody thinks they know the Beatles, but how much do we really know? My name's Jason Carty. My name's Stephen Cockcroft. And we're live on tape from Dublin and Belfast. On the 23rd of March, 1970, Phil Spector took a selection of Beatles tapes into Abbey Road to fashion an album from them. Ten days later, on April the 2nd, he was done, and the Let It Be album came out just a month later on the 8th of May, 1970. It was a rapid-fire sequence of events that was not wholly under the full control of John, Paul, George and Ringo. Famously, John Lennon called it the shittiest load of badly recorded shit. Well, good news, everybody, because today the Let It Be box set was announced. Five CDs and one Blu-ray, or five uh, LP vinyls with 100-page books and other sorts of permutations. So, Stephen, I'm going to start with a theory-slash-question. Get back, let it be. Is it cursed? The floor is yours. The floor is mine. But thank you for that introduction. That was a marvelous introduction with, thank with, you very with, much. with, with virtually no notice whatsoever. Um, <laughs> is is it cursed? It certainly gives the impression of being cursed uh, from you know the terrible sessions in January '69, the falling out over uh, the strings, uh, the beautiful Phil Spector strings, and. Uh, yeah, and now this. Yeah, because I, I think an awful lot of fans were thinking, you know, when the f- first round of announcements were made in January 2019, that we were going to get some form of closure. Yes. And I don't think we're going to get closure on any of this. And I think maybe that's just what Let It Be Get Back is. It's this amorphous, non-concluding, unsatisfactory merry-go-round where they're just it, it just isn't one thing and no matter how much people try to make it one thing it's just not one thing is it too contentious do you think within the beatles camp i mean first of all <laughs> what i would say yeah. is uh i really like this album i mean i okay. really like this album i know it's kind of sometimes regarded as the runt of the litter and uh my theory because you know i can do theories too um we're all about theories we're all about theories and lists and more theories and more <laughs> lists but my, my theory is if this album had actually come out before abbey road if this had oh, come yeah, out yeah. after the white album this would be regarded as an absolute stone classic but mm. coming after the slick you know solid state sounds of abbey road um and accompanying the the news of the breakup, it, it, it's kind of just been consigned to kind of well, it's a bit of an afterthought, really. And but I love this album. I think it's got some great performances. I don't mind the Phil Spector mm-hmm. production. It may be a little bit kind of treacly, but who's to say that the Long and Winding Road, one of Paul's big ballads, doesn't need a bit of treacly production. Well, he's, he's, he's fond of the old treacle himself he's from time to time. Treacle. And have you heard that version <laughs> he did himself on uh, when he rescued the song mm-hmm. uh, from Phil Spector's hands and, and did his own version on uh, that film are soundtrack you summoning, that Are you, you summoning like? the film? Are you summoning the film, Stephen? So he does a version for uh, I Can't Bring Myself to Say It. Good, <laughs> give, give my give, regards to Broad Street. That's the one. And I remember the Rolling Stone review at the time. I haven't looked this up in all the time that that film <laughs> has been around. And they said, this is surely designed for someone whose next stop is drinking whiskey alone at home of an evening, <laughs> listening to Frank Sinatra. It's the most kind of schlockiest, schlocky and yet this was Paul's preferred treatment it was the 80s it was the 80s after all yes anyway, we'll save, I, we'll I save like, that for the never happening give me I, broads I, <laughs> I like I like let it be and I don't care who knows it well you know the the so we, we you know we're, we're, we're doing this episode hot off the skillet and they've, they've just put out the 
um, you know, the little online movie, uh, you know, the little one minute thing attached to their Twitter feed about, you know, oh, Let It Be is coming out and there's all the little clips of the songs and the clips of the rooftop. And you're kind of watching it going, oh yeah, Let It Be is full of songs. It's full of really well-known yes. hit songs. It's got Get Back, it's got Let It Be, it's got The Long and Winding Road. So essentially, no other Beatles album has kind of three number ones on it, depending mm. on which side of the Atlantic you're on, but yeah. essentially three number one singles. Plus, you know, the backup you know tracks are, you know, For You, Blue and Across the Universe. Um, you know, so yeah, it's it's a solid album. You're right. It's 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 circumstances give it a bit of a a, a black mark. Um, and you know, I was listening to it at the weekend, and it's a, a very jaunty uh, thirty-five minutes. I don't. Uh, it's yeah. It's, yeah. it's, 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 if, it's if, let it be. If this if this you know was the album of the concert in the Roundhouse, mm. plus some studio rehearsal takes and things like that, it would be great. Um, it does have a bad reputation. I was really looking forward to... I'm really looking forward to the Peter Jackson movie. I yes. was really looking forward to this box set. I am a fan of the movie. I've said this before. The first You've time, before, yeah. first time I saw it, didn't like it. The more I listened to it, the more I watch it, the more I kind of think, this is a great movie. And it's not downbeat. It's not depressing. It's very grainy because of the film stock that was used and blowing it up to, to sort of for a screening in the cinema. But it's got a narrative and it's a great movie. And hey, it's the Beatles and what's not to love. I thought there was a real opportunity here for what you said, closure. Yeah, I thought I thought so too. And, um, you know, I think it's, you know, the, the quote that has been knocking around the last day or two is that one of Lennon where he does talk about you know, yeah. Kobe Rear's children, the shittiest load of shit. But what Lennon actually said in the, that's the Rolling Stone interview from the end of 1970 was that, uh, you know, he says to Spectre, Speaking of Phil Spector, he worked like a pig in it. He always wanted to work with the Beatles and he was given the shittiest load of badly recorded shit with a lousy feeling towards it. And he made something of it. He did a great job. So the actual punchline of that is that it's recorded in that way, yeah. but it's actually a great album. But John is is happy with the end result. And it's yeah. worth keeping that in mind, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all the politics and Paul wanting McCartney out before Let It Be and all the other stuff that happened in the in the spring of 1970. And yeah, the closure was, you know, when I was kind of looking up a few bits and pieces and I put this up on Twitter was I, I had a prediction as to what the ultimate Let It Be box would be. And not all my wish list has been ticked. Um, but maybe we should talk about what is in the box set. Um, so this is the fourth of the Beatles album box sets, obviously Pepper, yeah. The White Album and Abbey Road. And now we have Let It Be coming out after the All Things Must Pass box set because nothing makes sense anymore. And, you know, <laughs> the last Beatles box set was a pandemic ago. Um, but here we are. And it's a five CD. And we'll put a big asterisk beside that fifth CD. And we'll come yes. back to that in a second with a, a Blu-ray. Um a super deluxe edition with a 100 page book and all the material except for the surround sound stuff is on a five LP, five vinyls, four LPs and an EP um, with the same, it seems, 100 page book, which for a start is actually a nice setup compared to with Abbey Road and uh, the White Album. If you bought the vinyl, you didn't get all the bits and pieces that you were getting in the main yes. CD box. So actually this time around, you can buy the vinyl, you'll get the book and you, you know, you, you forgo the surround sound, but that's something you forgo with vinyl anyway. Yeah, you're a great man for an accessory. You, you, well, do, you do you do love the accessories. You know, the, the books, the, I have to say the books, when the books, the books have work, been fantastic. They have been absolutely fantastic. And I would be very annoyed if I, you know, was sort of restricting myself to vinyl and thinking I wasn't getting the same uh, book content. The books have been uniformly excellent. Yeah, and it was it was pretty annoying with Abbey Road because I think Abbey Road because the CDs were only about forty five minutes worked well on on vinyl with all the extra stuff, but uh, you did not get the book. So this time around, you do get the book. Now, the book we haven't really seen in the little preview film. They haven't done that no. thing where they flip through the book, and um, there's a couple of things that make it a bit odd. One is that we are getting a massive get back book in October as well, which is coming out the same day as the box set, which is the official tie in book for um, the, the the Peter Jackson movie. And that's a bit like what Lennon has been doing, where there's been, mm. uh, you know, an imagined yes, a book. And, uh, yeah, a separate book and a box. Um, so I wonder, is the movie book going to undermine the value of uh, the box set, the Let It Be box set book? 
Well, do we do we think the Let It Be box set book might be the original 1970 box set book? Well, it's a different format. I don't think they, yeah. they, from from the one bit they've shown, it does look different. And the the the, the thing I'm you see. The thing about Let It Be, right, it's a big hit album. You can't ignore that. And it's part of the Beatles canon. And so certain members, Paul, can't really wish it away. You have to acknowledge it on the same level as, you know, the ones that have come before Pepper, White Album, Abbey Road. You know, you can't have a a get back box set. People won't really understand that. So it has to be Let It Be. So then when you get to the book, is Paul going to write one of his lovely intros again to this album that's caused him so much annoyance? I, or I maybe hope, Ringo will get to do the intro. I hope Paul will be saying, you know, George was really just about to come into his own as a songwriter. <laughs> <His own> songwriter. <laughs> at this point, yeah. at this point. Yeah. he wasn't quite there. He wouldn't really, you know, his songs here are not quite Harrison classics. But you know, he'll, he'll say yeah, he'll something like there. that. Um, it would be yeah, nice. But you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or is the book going to actually reflect? Is there going to be an essay in it called, you know? the turmoil of getting Phil Spector in or how are they going to acknowledge any of that? Because the wording of the press release where it says Giles Martin has remixed this for 2021 because it's a brand new mix, folks. But it's sort of saying in the style of Phil Spector, it's all very convoluted. It's, yeah. So now we have Phil Spector, what was that? George Martin produced it, Phil Spector overproduced it. And now Giles Martin is what, underproducing the overproduction? I don't know what he's doing, but it's, it's, it's not, you know, this 2021 remix is not obviously Let It Be Naked, which everyone seems to just be forgetting about. And we're going to say that never happened, it seems. Yeah, well, I th- Let It Be Naked, you know, I, I enjoy some of the performances on that album, but it was fairly pointless. Mm-hmm. The version which came with whatever it was, three and a half hours of snippets yeah. of conversation. I mean, that was the just... The 20 minute fly yeah. on the wall thing is crazy. That yeah. was... Nuts, absolutely nuts. I have no idea. That was, that does seem to me to have been just a sort of a Paul vanity project. You know, this is something he needed, he, he needed to get off his chest for that length of time. And then he finally did it. He put the album out. He, he, he scored the result there. And I don't know anybody that loves that album. You know, there mm. are individual performances I on do I love quite it. I think, like. I think I think it's worth a listen. And I think uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's it not worth it. has a bit of that bright, you know, turn yes. of the century, you know, dense, very compressed production to it's, it, you know? it. Well, exactly. It's it's kind of, it's as of its time as mm. the Phil Spector production in 1970 was maybe of its time. Um, I don't think it's dated particularly well. Yeah, and they took uh, the, the wonky chord out of Let It Be, which nobody likes nobody, when they do that. Nobody, you know, that, that, that three minute, the three-minute chord. Uh, nobody um, likes that. But um, I, I was, I say, it's an album I like. I, was gen- I think there was a g- real opportunity here to do something kind of quite special. You know, there's yep. a lot of material. That's the other thing. You know, um, I'm looking at the list of sessions and jams and, and things like that. Um, well, yeah, let's just say, so if you haven't seen it, folks, it's, yeah. it's laid out in, there's there's a CD1 LP1, which is the 2021 remix by Giles Martin. So that's going to be good. You know, gonna be Giles good. Martin yep. remix will be fine. Then LP2, CD2 is Apple Sessions. And this seems to be like a parallel universe version of the Get Back album. It's, it's, it's very, it seems to be song-based and take-based. Yeah. Um, and so should be a like a like a parallel listening experience to the original album. Um, but what what I find frustrating in the track listing is that you know bits of speech are getting their own tracks. You know, yeah. like it's not like on the original album, I dig a pygmy got its own track or any of the other spoken bits. But now the spoken bits are getting their own tracks. But the 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 Apple sessions has um, you know two of us, Maggie May, can you dig it? Um, for you, Blue, um, a few of the bits and pieces, uh, one after 909, uh, versions of Get Back, Dig a Pony, and it ends with Wake Up Little Susie into my I Me Mine, which I'm wondering, is that actually from January 1970? Nobody's too sure, it seems. Mm. That might be interesting, if it was. That, that would be interesting. <laughs> um, and then CD3 and LP3 is then seems to be much more loose, and that's labelled as rehearsals and Apple jams which um, I'm going to assume because a lot of that is marked as being in mono is stuff that's taken from the Nagra film tapes and has been yes. de-bleeped and cleaned up and made to sound vaguely functional. Um, interestingly, it's got 
it gave me some truth on it, you know, plus a, a bunch of um, stuff that would go on Tabby Road, Polythene Pan, Bathroom Window, uh, Octopus's Garden and Oh Darling. Um, so so oh, give, me, give me some truth is a Beatles song now, is it? That's the, that's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I, I have to admit, I am not, and I've said this on the podcast before, I am not somebody with any kind of massive collection of bootlegs or uh, intense knowledge of what was recorded across the whole, you know, uh, month of January 1969. So, you know, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, oh, they've done that thing they normally do, which is to create a palatable two CDs of extras that will, you know, people will find interesting and will like. You see, I think think the problem is that most people, not you, not you, obviously, but most people will have heard so much of this stuff. You know, one of the very first bootlegs I ever got was called Sweet Apple Tracks, Volumes 1 and 2. And um, it's sort of from a set, just sort of set period, and you've got... um, John singing uh, Get Back, which is kind of very famously, he he kind of, the, 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 there's a breakdown and Ringo just kind of fills in and it takes off again. And that's a, that's a really spectacular piece of playing. You've got uh, Commonwealth, mm-hmm. which is this kind of jam. Mm-hmm. You've, you've got Paul doing the No Pakistanis version of Get Back. You've got this terrible version of House of the Rising Sun. You've got uh, Susie Parker or Susie's Parlor, depending on how you, yeah. you hear it, Tennessee. Everybody's familiar with these. Everyone will have heard these. They're circulating. So these are the these are the kind of things that uh, uh, I certainly was hoping. Let's let's have that. Let's let's kind of get the twelve minute version of, of dig it. Um, yeah. Let's have those. And why would you limit yourself to four or five CDs? There's a lot there, and yeah. a lot more interesting stuff that I have heard. Well, even that, from the that casual disappear, stuff, disappearing here, you know. Yeah, even the casual stuff that a that a non bootleg expert like me knows, like Susie's Parlor Parker, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, what's that? The Mountain Bird, uh, Mountain King. What's that one? King, King of the oh, yeah. Mountain Birds. Yeah. Or I can't remember. That, <laughs> it's that, late. Yeah, that, but that, that's actually you know watching rainbows. I mean that. that yeah, that, watching that, rainbows is another one. Yeah, yeah. is uh, so you thought well you know they just seem like. They just seem like open goals. Why not just yeah. you know put them on um, instead of stuff that's very much. Um, yeah, the the, the, you know, the very I, sort of Abbey Road heavy material. I know exactly what that version of "Give Me Some Truth" sounds okay. like, and right. it's not worth. You know, it's it's. If it's memory just, serves, it's very much kind of a litany, kind of rolling, yes. kind of thing from the. because yeah. you can look this stuff up on YouTube, folks. You yeah, know? and you know I, that's where they have a medley, "The Rocker" or "Rocker." Yeah. That's that's a terrible song. That, that's on the Glenn. Jo- you know, what? Well, that's the, I, I, that's I don't the, need another yeah. version of uh, Teddy Boy. I don't need another version of For You Blue. Just to be clear, it's not a Paul thing. I don't need yes. another version of For You Blue. You know, I want to hear the stuff in in better quality that I enjoy from the bootlegs, which yeah. is Commonwealth. Commonwealth is hilarious. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's 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 odd um, and. There is a, a rehearsals version of All Things Must Pass, so we'll see which angle of that that they've decided well, to, a few, to, to go yeah, with. There's a few there's, of those. There's a lot of that around. Yeah, I, um, I would be, I would be, you know, you know yeah, uh, you know, can you dig it? Is that uh, they're doing a mock turtle song? What is? I was thinking it's the monkey song from the Head soundtrack. Ah, of course. If of course. it is, yeah. I am quids in on that. <laughs> um, the the fourth CD slash uh, vinyl album is. Um, the 1969 Glyn Johns mix of the Get Back album, which is a curio because um, it was rejected because it sounded poor. It's nice to think that in the vinyl box, you'll get a nice 12 inch vinyl because it's all mocked up in the proper mm. please, please me style with them looking over the balcony. So essentially, this is a version of what could have been dropped to use modern day parlance in May, June 1969. And you could decide whether it's worthwhile or not. I guess coming within five months of the White Album, Looking at it, you kind of think, well, you know, it's it's a solid enough, uh, as you say, it, it, things like Let It Be and The Long and Winding Road would have made a, a, a bigger impression maybe if they'd come out at that time. Well, I know the, they, Jesus, I know they made a massive impression anyway, but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think the word you use there, curio, is exactly yeah. right. It's a curio. For the record, there are two different Glyn John mixes, but we, we're getting one here, for, you know, my, but there you go. Um, he, he doesn't choose the best performances. It's no. 
badly sequenced. I mean, the end run is basically you end the album with Let It Be followed by The Long and Winding Road. So, yeah, and yeah. kind of, so let's have two big ballads, one after the other. I mean, it, it never struck me as being prepared in the sense of a final running order. It just seemed that the sequencing of it made no sense. Even if you decided, yeah. well, we're just going to take the kind of crappy as they are mixes and performances and takes, we're going to work with those. This cannot possibly have been the intended running order. It's so bad. Then disc five on CD and disc five on vinyl. And here's where eyebrows were raised all across Beatle fandom is an EP because Get Back, Let, Let It Be is famously known for its EPs. And this is a yes. four track let it, it's called the Let It Be EP, and it's uh, four tracks across the universe, unreleased Glyn John's 1970 mix. So that's possibly the eighth version of Across the Universe coming out by the Beatles. Uh, I Me Mine, an unreleased Glyn John's 1970 mix. So they're obviously from the second pass that Glyn yeah. John's made at the album. So instead of just giving us his second mix, they've just picked some versions from that. Um, then Don't Let Me Down, a new mix of the original single version which is an odd idea. And then let it be a new mix of the original um, single version of that as well. So the, the the A's and B sides of the let it be single have been remixed a la, you know, all the other Giles Martin album tracks, which is something that's been totally inconsistent across the Beatles reissues because uh, as great as the White Album reissue is, they should have done a pass at Lady Madonna and the Inner Light and Hey Jude and Revolution to give them proper uh, 2018 yep. stereo mixes, which they didn't do. But here they are doing a version of that, but they're not doing the B-side of, um, uh, the proper B-side of uh, Let It Be, which With, is... Whether, whether you know my name, look up the number. Yeah, exactly. Which they could say, look, it isn't strictly speaking a January 1969 thing, but it was released as the official B-side. And the, the vocals the vocals were done in 69, so... That is true. There you go. So, so that fifth album slash CD is really strange and it beggars the question which and we are not the first people to ask this question which is where is the rooftop gig yes this ep screams this is where the rooftop gig should have been <laughs> yes. but we've decided to change we've changed our mind and we're going to sell it to you at some other point before the end of the yes. year <laughs> well uh, yeah it's 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 uh, yeah, that's exactly what I thought as well. I thought, what is the point of this thing? Because I, I think, okay, we were given out five minutes ago about some of the stuff that they haven't put on. But if Disc 5 had been the rooftop gig, I think you'd say, yeah, that's fair enough. Rooftop gig, yep. Glyn John's mix, new mix, two CDs of bits and pieces, happy days. Um, not having the rooftop gig is feels, feels bad. And uh, yeah, the question is, where is it? Like what is what is the plan? Um, the, maybe well we can we can talk about the other big thing that's missing because if you buy the CDs you get a Blu-ray. The Blu-ray has surround sound and iRes stereo on it, but it does not have the other thing that is missing, which is the Let It Be movie. Where is that? And where where is the original mix? Where is the original? Oh, yeah. Where is the original Let It Be album? Yeah. Some like because they they put some original well they put and mono mixes on yeah. the uh, the the um, well there wasn't the, a mono mix for let it be but the white album but yeah. the white album has the original mono mix on it as well yeah so I uh, so I said I said I found a tweet from 2017 where I listed what I'd like in let it be box and I said uh, on DVDs and Blu-rays I'd like let it be the original movie. I'd like get back a new version of the movie assembled from the footage. So I'd like to state for the record that was my idea in 2017 to make a new movie called Get Back from the Footage. Um, a documentary, which I called uh, Four of Us, which I thought was quite clever because of two of us. Very good. Um, because I think you'd need to explain the situation. Movie trailers and 5.1 surround sound. So all we got is the 5.1 surround sound, but we are getting the Get Back movie, as we said, in this other form. Um, and then uh, my CD wish list was Let It Be, Let It Be Naked, Get Back the Glyn Johns albums, uh, Complete Rooftop Concert, and two more CDs of Sessions. We've got two CDs of Sessions, a Glyn Johns album, no Let It Be Naked and no Rooftop Gig, which so is... Uh, you, they didn't get your note. They did not get my note. But here's the, here's the million dollar question. Is there, a, is there going to be a second part two box related to the movie? Yes. It's You're going to put I'm, your hat I'm in gonna, the ring. No, that's not a hat in the ring. A, a foot down, flag in the sand. What's the metaphor I'm, I'm, I need? I'm, I'm going to put... That my money where my <laughs> mouth is, and uh, um, right. I, I I think that what has happened is that uh, you know this was going to be a five disc project, yeah, and then 
when it became clear that Peter Jackson's movie was, you, you know, not going to be, you know, we had issues with delays because of COVID and cinema releases, yeah. and then it kind of spins out into a six-hour uh, Disney Plus special. So I think what we are going to get is a Blu-ray package uh, mm-hmm. of the six-hour Peter Jackson with extras, with the deleted scenes, the other bits and pieces, the alternate angle you know, yep. opportunities. And I think there's going to be an audio disc of the entire rooftop concert because we know that the rooftop concert is going to be included in its entirety in the six hour movie. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And we, you know, the, the, the other kind of idea that was floating around is that there's going to be some kind of mythical Beatles live box at some point. But I think even if there is a Beatles live box at some point, the rooftop gig is a different thing. It's not a concert per se. It's not a paid ticketed gig and it belongs here. Yeah. I I mean, uh, Peter Jackson, um, uh, as well as having form for, you know, elongating things and turning them into three parts, he also has form for um, his home media versions of things, having commentaries and extended scenes. And so, yeah, we might not get it for another twelve months, but it's it's possible to imagine that uh, you know the, the the six hours of Get Back turns into a maybe a seven hour or an eight hour version or six hours with extras I... for, for for DVD Blu-ray plus a CD of The Rooftop plus I think a CD of Let It Be Naked rebranded as uh, a Get Back album the way that mm. the Hollywood Bowl was rebranded as an Eight Days a Week live movie album. Yeah, maybe. You could, you could put the two, that, that'd maybe. be a two CD, Do you think they'll include the, fly, thing. include the 20 minute fly on the wall? Uh... Well, fly on the wall at least could be a DVD extra, you know? Why not? <sighs> just, I just, know. just not. I think just I've listened not. to fly on the wall twice or three times. I, 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 think, I think the issue is, the thinking will have been, if we put the rooftop gig here, yeah. it spoils, it's a spoiler for the Get Back movie. Yeah, which is going to show the whole of the rooftop gig. So I think that I think as soon as they decided they were going to put okay. The, well, actually, I hadn't thought of it that way, and uh, yeah, that that, that actually makes a smidgen of sense. So you know? I make a smidgen of sense. That's very generous Finally. of you. Finally, <laughs> um, I, I I I think they think this is a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but I I I also think possibly because of this very podcast, uh, I, I think the backlash already within the first kind of twenty four hours about where is the. <laughs> rooftop gig I, I think if, if they weren't thinking of putting out as an audio disc I think they're going to have to but I, I think that was probably always their thinking if we put this out now it's a spoiler for the big reveal uh, yeah. on, on the movie because it's we're going to sit through 45 minutes of that gig and we're going to hang on every camera shot and every aside and you know we're not going to have people in the street commenting and interrupting it it's going to be street. people Sorry. on the street uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's a reflex. I it's a reflex. I um, so I, I, I think that's what it is. They, they've suddenly realized this is the spoiler. Yeah, and, they the, need, I, I, and they need something to put in that disc. But they I could mean, have we all know they go on a roof and do those songs, but I do see what you mean. I see kind of the crazy business logic behind yeah, it. You know? um, and, and, you know, the thing is, it, 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 the, the EP just smacks of light weight. Will this do filler? <laughs> Yeah, and but if they if they'd like to send us an advanced box, obviously I'd say oh, yeah, we'll, we'll two two copies would be great. Thank you very much. Well, the 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 other thing that is missing, as I mentioned, is the original Let It Be film, and we were told back in January 2019 because we've kicked around this football of the Let It Be box on our 2019 review and our 2020 review. Um, you know, we were told that the Let It Be movie will follow as well, that the Let yeah. It Be movie itself is being assembled again. And again, that could be part of a, a big audiovisual box set. Let It Be movie, Get Back movie, rooftop gig on concert, plus or minus Let It Be Naked. That'd be that'd be a thing. Yeah, I mean, let, let, I mean let's, let's be absolutely clear. If the six-disc Blu-ray with extras plus rooftop gig with the original movie, Let It Be Naked, I can... You know, I can live without take or leave. Yeah. But if if that comes out as a second box, I'll be there. I will buy that. I do, I will not feel shortchanged by being sold that Blu-ray documentary uh, over six hours plus the original movie plus the rooftop gig as an audio. I'd be perfectly happy with that. <laughs> what I what I object to is the very clear shortchanging on this yeah. disc, and it's not cheap. 
It's not cheap. And it's looking like the CDs, because the CDs are mirrored, the two CDs are mirrored across just two records, four sides of vinyl, that it'll be exactly like the CDs from Abbey Road, which are in and around about 42 minutes. I think if you, Mm. you know, the Abbey Road CDs were probably about five minutes shy. You could have taken off the something orchestral instrumental and they would have all fitted on one CD. Um, so, So it's not like it is packed to the rafters with four hours of material. These CDs are running probably, you know, the original album is 35 minutes. Glyn John's is about 35 minutes and the two CDs of extras are about 40 to 45 minutes thereabouts. So it's not a, a ton of money. So yeah, price wise, it's looking like the five CD Blu-ray version runs at about a hundred pounds, 120 euros, $140 ish. Um, the, uh, five vinyls version, I'm saying vinyls. I wish you would stop saying, people, I wish you would stop saying it. that. People, <laughs> it makes me seem young. Um, the five, the 4LP 1EP version is running at about uh, 150 euros, 125 pounds or 170 up to $199. I did lock in. Uh, first of all, have you bought one? Have you put an order in? No. There was an early, there was uh, Amazon in Italy were selling the, the vinyl for 121 odd euro, which I've, 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 Put a placeholder on that, Very but good. I, you should really support your local record store. I have to admit that it is the first time out of all these box set announcements where I haven't been rubbing my hands and licking my lips and getting very, very excited. Well, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to watch that. But um, <laughs> it's... Uh, you know yeah, what I'm like. I, you know, I have, to work for, I have to work for a living. So I haven't had... I haven't, unlike you, I haven't had the opportunity to kind of sit around all day cruising uh, uh, Italian... Uh, uh, Italian on, websites. Italian web- websites. And you got, you got on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I will, I will be buying it. But I will not be yeah. rushing out to buy this in all formats. I'm not. I'm not going to buy the CD and the vinyls. I'll be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll be waiting to see if the vinyls come down in price. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I like how you're picking up on the vinyls thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those ones where you you know put a little bit of a price alert on and say, listen, I can wait a couple of months. And I, I pick I, this I, up for seventy quid. Yeah. Looking at the track listing here, I I, I think I'm I'm looking forward to hearing the Giles Martin mix. I don't think Giles Martin has ever kind of let me down. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, yeah, now some people really hate Giles's mixes. I really enjoy I, hearing I, them. I, and I, they don't I, erase my original mixes. And I, I, think, I think when they're great, they're absolutely great. Um, yes, I think like the White Album, I think this is an album that will probably come out of that remixing process exceptionally well um i think the i'm not a huge fan of surround sound mixes um but i think the white album was great i think this (laughs) this will be great i think in the same way and i'm that's the aspect of it that i'm really looking forward to this the sessions and jams i kind of know what they are i don't think they're the best choices they're not particularly interesting i'll probably listen to them once or twice i've heard the glenn johns mix i'll be interested to see what they've done with it in terms of kind of polishing mastering and yeah yeah. mastering but uh then it'll go kind of back on the shelf i could see myself buying the two cd version yeah, the two CD to, version. So, so we should talk about, we're talking about the big deluxe versions. There are other versions. There is a, a two CD version, which is a, uh, it's got the album on album one. And then uh, the CD two is basically a compilation of stuff from the other um, 
three CDs, uh, not the Glyn Johns. Glyn Johns is totally exclusive. The Glyn Johns 69 mix is totally exclusive to the big boxes. But CD2 has a mixture of songs from the, the sessions, the alternate takes, and has the Glyn Johns 1970 Across the Universe mix. And actually looks like a pleasant enough 14 yep. tracks, actually. The, the the two CD version looks really good value. It, it's also going to be on, there's also a one CD version. Um, Vinyl-wise, there's only a one LP version, a single LP version with the Giles Martin mix on it. So there isn't a cheap, like, well, not cheap, but there isn't a, a two LP version with a selection. It's just a one LP version. There's a picture disc version that's available direct to consumers from Beatles.com. Uh, if you want to buy that for some reason, it's not a, the most exciting picture, I have to say. And, and and it'll be on streaming and downloads in all the usual places as well. So you don't have to buy it. It's not like clever old Bob Dylan keeping his 19... 80s box set completely off streaming um, so you have to buy it you can you can just try it before you buy it basically very good that was very well that was very well done very well summarized um, now there is if you, if you go to your streaming service of choice there are three selections uh, from the album up already uh, today so one is um, Let It Be uh, the song itself from the album now I was running around having uh, I had a listen on a lot of different formats uh just before we came in here today. So I've listened on the car speakers on the way home, the, the good speakers and Dolby Atmos surround on Apple Music. And you, you, um, you broke into your neighbor's house and listened on his Dolby Atmos system. That, that's... I've, I've, I have an Apple TV that tells me it plays Dolby Atmos. I'm not really sure what it's doing. Uh, but do you, do, you uh, single... do you have 100 speakers in your living room? No, I don't. Well, then no. I'm not sure that's it's a bit Dolby of a waste Atmos. of time. Um, but I have to say, listening to the regular that it be on a regular set of speakers, I, I like it. But I can see what he's done. He's done. So the, 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 the text that says it's in credit to Phil Spector, it's got some of the Phil Spectorisms like Ringo's echoed, you know, hi-hats, that thing that it does in the verses and let it be. So it still has that. But I think the the horns from Let It Be, which are actually recorded in January with Paul, they're uh, they're kind of mixed, kind of like a la Hey Jude. I think it's quite a nice mix. Paul is there; it's so really let, well placed. Let, let me guess. Let me guess. The the, 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 the bass is a little <laughs> bit louder, and Paul's a little bit more in the foreground. Correct. Yes. Ah, good. <laughs> um, no, but it does. It, I think it sounds really good. And when George's ripping solo comes in, which is again the January solo, um, it really jumps out at you. I, so. Yeah, I I, say, I I think it's good on a first listen. Good. I say I don't have the same leisure time that you do, but I, <laughs> I had the opportunity just very quickly. And I yes, I liked it. I have to say I liked it. If it's a taster for what he's done with the rest of the album, I'm on board with that. On board. Good. And then the two other selections I have is Don't Let Me Down, the first rooftop performance where John kind of messes up the vocals and it's just Don't Let Me Down. It sounds like the Beatles. It doesn't just sound like it's nice yeah. and mastered. And then For You Blue from the Glyn John's um, version of Get Back from May 1969 and it's the same as For You Blue from the Let It Be album except badly mixed and sounding kind of unpleasant yes I, I, I don't know why I don't know why this would be I'm not really be. sure what, uh, sure what the joy is in listening no, to it. I mean I, I, you know let, let's hear the 1970 Glyn Johns unreleased mix of I Me Mine that might I mean, you know that I'd be interested to hear that uh, I don't need to hear a badly mixed version of For You Blue so we're kind of, I suppose we're kind of a bit disappointed um, that we'll, we'll still we'll still line up like good Beatles fans, and there'll be there will be interesting bits and pieces on it. But uh, it could have been so much more, and maybe we'll get a, a get back movie super deluxe with a CD, a rooftop CD in there, and is, a Let It Be film in there. Is this the point at which we're all starting to? fall out of love with the box sets and the remixes. Well, uh, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, that the you know the White Album is, is such a great box set, but the White Album is actually 1968, the box set. That's what it is. Pretty much. And the Beatles, if they were to do a 1969, the box set album, you know, and you'd be talking about culling what they did from January all the way through to August uh, and kind of shining it on a different light instead of having a Let It Be light and a... Yeah. Abbey Road Light, and you did a 69 box. Actually, if you recontextualize the material that way, that could actually be something. I mean, nobody's going to do that. It's totally no. a waste of time because, you know, Let It Be is the thing that's got the brand recognition. But, you know, putting it up against the White Album is sometimes a bit unfair because 
you know, obviously this is just four weeks of work and it's four weeks of work from scratch, six weeks after putting out a double album. I, I don't even want to go to work in January. It's so dark, like at, at, at nine o'clock in the morning. Like, what would they, oh, it's just such a, oh, it's just crazy. Well, you see, I, I, I kind of agree with most of that, except I do think that the opportunity was there to produce something yeah. that went up against the white album box set. I, I I think the kind of runt of the litter is the Abbey Road box set because Abbey Road didn't really need a remix. Uh, you know, it wasn't well, it was necessary. so efficient as well. The recording was so efficient yes. and the original mix was so good. Yeah. Um, you know. But here, you, you, you've got the official album. You've got a couple of alternate versions in terms of Get Back and uh, uh, Don't Let Me Down and uh, the, the alternate single version of Let It Be. You've got you know my name, look up the number, which is a 1969 vocal. Um, mm. But you've also got 30 days. You know, you've, that, that's the name of the bootleg. You've, you, you've got hours and hours and hours. And if they're going to mm. put out mono stuff from the Niagara Reels, there's much they more. They better than that, yeah. There's much more interesting stuff. And there's the opportunity to, you, you know, there's one entire of those unsurpassed masters, which is pretty much George knocking something into shape. And there's that, you know, asking John for lyrics and stuff like that's an interesting kind of documentary style. And I would much rather, for example, get rid of that four song EP and let's have a kind of elements mix or let's have a um, what's the phrase they use in the, the John Lennon mixes where uh, the raw studios or the raw studio where they where kind of showing the evolution mixes as well that's what I'm looking for the evolution mixes where they kind of show you George strumming the basic chords then you've got kind of him asking Paul about lyrics and and you develop take four or five songs and give us the, the, the evolution mixes. Yeah, evolution mixes would have been really, would have suited this material well because yeah. you wouldn't have to loiter on an entire five-minute rough take. You know, it, you could it, just exactly. do we, a little bit of curation yeah. and make and it... And we know that there are dozens of takes that break down and dozens of little kind of snippets and rehearsals and the, them knocking arrangements into shape. Uh, you know, there's, a, there's, there's an electric version of Two of Us and... Uh, mm. Uh, this is this is a wasted opportunity, and I do think there was an opportunity to come up with something which would have stood comparison with the White Album, which is, I think, peak box set. Yeah, and there's, yeah, it, 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 if you go to thebeatles.com today, what I found interesting was, you know, they've been trailing the Get Back film, but now if you go to beatles.com, it has this thing where, you know, down the bottom it says, you know, you know, the the music the film, the book, and it's like, get back the book, get back the film. And it says, get back the music. And over get back, they've kind of put this cheeky sticker that says, let it be, as if to say, oh, you know, there isn't a get back box set, it's a let it be box set. Mm. But this is part of the same thing, but it's kind of not. Um, they, yeah, they, I don't, I, yeah. They paid some consultant £50,000 to come up with that idea. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, look, uh, we'll buy it, we'll listen to it, but we'll it could have been so we, much more. Yeah, I think that's it. We buy it, we listen to it, it could have been so much better. Um, Do you know what I was really excited about today? The ABBA announcement. We're getting a new ABBA song next week. That made me more excited today I thought, <laughs> than I, this. I thought you were going to tell me you were going to say the Ringo EP. Well, Ringo has a new EP called Change the World, which is pleasant enough. Ringo it's looks very well for enough. an 81-year-old. It's, it's a nice Ringo song. It's nicely recorded. I think Ringo is the one that's giving us the value for money. He's putting out these yeah. EPs. I... I, I, I Really, I genuinely think Ringo is the guy that I, I have most respect for in this entire situation at the minute. You know, yeah, he's not he's putting the, out 15 different colored versions of a new you don't album. Have to buy them. You don't you don't I know, have to buy the colored versions. You he's don't. Not, he's, uh, I'm, I'm guessing he's not going to get Idris Elba in to remix this <laughs> single. Um, yeah, no, Change the World is nice. But yeah, ABBA, man. They, they've got this thing called Voyage and it's got an album cover and it's some kind of touring show and is there'll it be a, a new song next week. ABBA Star Trek crossover, is it? Or some, some it's an ABBA. I think ABBA it's like... Voyager, it's gonna, is it? It's going to be some kind of cross between... There's there's five new songs minimum and they'll be doing ABBA stuff and I thought that was quite interesting. Will there be, um, will there be holograms? There'll be holograms. 
uh, touring. Uh, there might be a full album, or I think there, I think it's going to turn into some kind of. It'll be a bit like Love. It'll be a bit like you know the Beatles Love. Some kind of celebration of the bands with new music, old music, mixed music, some kind of thing. Is yeah. this what it's going to be? And the other thing that I found out last night is a new piece of music from Gary Newman, Mark Ronson, and Paul McCartney. You had me up to the point you mentioned Mark Ronson, but um, okay, yeah, should yeah. I put them in a different order? If you- a new piece of music from Paul McCartney. And Gary Newman and Mark Ronson. Yeah. That oh, well, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested in hearing that. <laughs> um, but you can't hear Paul. He's just playing synths because that's what you want. You don't well, sing. Yeah, because what? What? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, it's, it's, it's like, why would, why, why, why would Gary Newman get somebody in to play synths? Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty strange. But anyway, let it be uh, from the jukebox, uh, let it be boxer from the jukebox jury here. It's a, probably a, a hit in a sort of very begrudging it's a begrud- term. It's a begrudging hit. It's, it's a begrudging, begrudging hit. Um, that was the main thing we wanted to talk about today, but we wanted to just pivot for a few minutes at the end to spend a few minutes talking about Charlie Watts, because I think we should spend a few minutes talking about Charlie Watts. We should at l- spend at least a few minutes talking about Charlie um, Because, you know, as I'm sure everyone listening out there, uh, Charlie Watts passed away this week at the age of 80 after 57 years on the drum stool for the Rolling Stones. And it's uh, an extraordinary body of work. You and me have both seen the Stones live. You're probably more of a, you certainly are more of a Stones head than I am. Um, I've seen the Stones a few times. But it does feel like the end of an era. I think so. I think Mm. so. Um, And one of the things you pointed out to me was that Paul, Paul McCartney, uh, did a little video. Yeah, very quick. Very, very very fast on social media. And he he looked to be kind of maybe sitting on a stairs or something and just speaking into a phone. And as you pointed out to me, he doesn't do that. He doesn't sort of do his own social media, that kind of spur of the moment thing. And I, I... he he seemed genuinely affected and i think it was a genuine emotional response and it's you know this was somebody of his generation it was a friend it was uh, a colleague a rival but but it was somebody of that 60s generation that 60s rock royalty and yeah. um you kind of you kind of don't expect you, you you just never expected the Stones, any of them, not to be here. Well, it's all. It, well, look, it's it's always the worry, you know. It, it comes to us all, but you know, the, the somebody pointed out on on Twitter last night that the last member of the Rolling Stones to die was Brian Jones, you know, which was fifty two years ago, which yeah. um, is, is I, an extraordinary run for 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 any band, you know. I, I saw that 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 sparked an immediate retort that uh, you know Ian Stewart was a member of the Rolling Stones and Bobby Keys and uh, Nicky Hopkins and but uh, yes, uh, you're right, you, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 no yes. there is always a debate to be had about these things, but yeah. it, it's. I mean, I've uh, you know, I uh, as someone who you know, as a child of, uh, you know, getting into music in the 80s, you, you know, keep, to get into you this. Keep, you keep stressing this. <laughs> keep stressing that. You know, that doesn't make me sound as young as I think it does. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> you know, um, when, when, you're, when you're talking to fully formed adults who were born this millennium, you know. Yes. Um, but uh, the, uh, you know, I mentioned this on Twitter. My first interaction with uh, Charlie Watts was I bought Steel Wheels when it came out and I was going through the CD booklet. And there's a picture of Charlie Watts in the CD booklet for Steel Wheels where he looks extraordinarily cool. Yeah. I was like, who the hell is that guy? You know, that is not what I signed up for. That's not what I thought the Rolling Stones were about. And then as soon as you get into the world of Charlie Watts, because it was soon after that, 25 by 5 was on telly back at the end of the 80s. And that's a fantastic documentary where Charlie gives us his, you know, it's been five years of playing and 20 years of hanging around, you know, which is kind of the essence of the man. There, there was a very nice article in The Guardian today, and it was Stuart Copeland and Max Weinberg. Oh, and yeah. um, Copeland was kind of just talking about the technical side, but Weinberg just told a great anecdote. And he said he got to meet Charlie Watts, and he was kind of up in the in, in Charlie Watts' suite or in his bed, and he, Charlie Watts was unpacking. Mm-hmm. And he said he had these two beautiful leather suitcases sitting on the bed, uh, opened up, and all the clothes were very neatly folded. And as they're they're chatting, Charlie Watts is lifting all of the clothes out of the suitcase, folding them up, and setting them on the bed. 
and then puts them all into drawers in in the wardrobe and hangs everything up. And Max Weinberg was saying, in 15 years of touring with the E Street Band, I've never once <laughs> used a hotel drawer. Uh, everything just stays in the suitcase. And I said, he was just absolutely immaculately dressed. And then somebody came and knocked the door and said, you know, it's time to leave for the stadium. And he went into the bathroom and came out wearing a pair of uh, like tracksuit trousers and a t-shirt and said, well, I, I have to go and play for them. And I said he always referred to the Stones as, you know, in the third person. It was never like it's us or it's my band or it was always the Stones. It was the band. It was them. It, he never kind of. Uh... The other anecdote somebody said, I do not know if this is true, was saying that okay. Charlie, the Stones are playing in, in, in town and Charlie Watts is kind of sitting by the pool in this hotel. And uh, Paul McCartney is is in town as well. And he's in the hotel and he comes over and he kind of says to Charlie Watts, oh, you know, uh, you know, uh, we're staying in the same, I actually didn't know we were staying in the same hotel. And Charlie Watts said, what, what, are, you, what are you doing here? And Paul says, oh, I'm, I'm playing with my band uh, tomorrow night. And Charlie Watts said, your band? I thought two of them were dead. <laughs> and, said, oh dear. and the person who was uh, recounting this said Paul McCartney just kind of rolled his eyes and kind of laughed and said only Charlie Watts could get away with, with saying that to Paul McCartney I hope that's a true story well the, Charlie Watts you know he was the perfect drummer for the Stones and you know you look at any of those guys so you mentioned there Max Weinberg Stuart Copeland you know our beloved Ringo um uh, you know, uh, someone like Nick Mason, none of these drummers are interchangeable with any of their bands, no. you know, and a band is only as good as its, uh, as its drummer. So, you know, you know, uh, Ringo would have been wrong for the Stones. Charlie would have been wrong for the Beatles, but Charlie was perfect for the Stones. And like Ringo played on a very small kit, but had a very it's, usually angled snare, but seems to have just two floor toms, the bass drum and a snare. It's a, and yeah, there's it's a great a, bit of footage. Yeah. Have you seen the footage from the Martin Scorsese film where the camera just yes. sits on Charlie? On Charlie, yes. And it's extraordinary. I think it's, it's, it's Jumping Jack Flash, I think yeah. is the, um, yeah, yeah. the song they're doing. And you just want, like, I, I, could, I, I watch drummers at gigs all the time. It's usually where the, where the fun is. And um, yeah, it's, it's amazing what he's doing. The he's, economy of it. The I, I was going to say, he's not doing very much. Uh, you know, but he's doing everything. At but the he's same doing time. everything, and 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 both in in this Guardian piece, both uh, Max Weinberg and and Stuart Copeland commented on the fact that he never broke a sweat. No, he said, you know, you've got Jagger running all over the stage, you've got Keith and and, and Ronnie throwing shapes, and Charlie is just sitting there, effectively leading the band, and uh, not. It's the economy of movement and this kind of very minimalist approach. Um, the other mm. interesting thing that Copeland said was that he said Jagger is as much part as a part of the rhythm section of that band as anybody oh, yeah. else. And that uh, that Keith always kind of talks about, you know, the relationship he has with uh, with Charlie Watts and they would kind of, you know, try and sometimes to the point where they would deliberately try and throw each other off. And he said, but Copeland was making the point that Jagger's vocal style is actually as much a part of the rhythm and Jagger and, and Watts have as much of a kind of relationship as, as, as Richards and, uh, uh, and Charlie do. Well, I think there's been, you know, I've, uh, you know, you know, starting your Stones Odyssey with Steel Wheels is a bit of an odd journey to make. But I, I, I think for the last um, 30 years of it being just the four of them after Bill Wyman left, I thought the four of them made a great... Yeah. They, they looked great together, uh, you know, Ron and Keith and Mick and Charlie as, you know, they kind of essentially got old over the last 30 years and, and we're all kind of wondering, you know, how the, this, this amazing artistic experiment, you know, where, you know, how is it ending? And we're kind of sadly had to get an answer to that this week. But to watch the four of them do their thing, uh, I, I, I thought they had a great, uh, I'm very fond of that kind of, Latter Day Stones group. Yeah, well, I mean, we saw them and we saw them in Croke Park. Uh, yeah, in, so it was 2018. 2018, and mm. uh, they they did a version there of "It's Only Rock and Roll." And the, 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 there was somebody beside me, and they said, you know, he he said, you know, they've been together over 50 years, but they sound as if they just got together last week to rehearse yeah. this. You know, it was those performances which were incredibly engaging, but they almost kind of sounded as if they could fall apart at any moment. Um, I, I was, that's what I, I love about it. I was stunned by that. Yeah. yeah. 
I was stunned by that 2018 gig because I'd seen the Stones. So the first time I saw them was 99 in Wembley Stadium. And I went over to London to see them and it was rainy and Cheryl Crow's the support. And I just kind of went to see them to kind of tick them off my list. I don't really have a huge, it was Bridges to Babylon and its stage came out to the middle and there was a bit of that going on. I was at that gig too. Oh, were you? Yeah. What did you think? It was um, all right. Well, I thought it was good. But uh, that's not that's not my stones. My, my, you know, that was a very kind of slick show. Yeah. They had a horn section. It would it, yeah. it, it was it was not the kind of slightly shambolic uh, version of stones well, that I. Well, then I, I saw them in two thousand and three in 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 an indoor kind of eight thousand the old Point Depot in Dublin, and they were doing their forty licks tour, and that was an odd kind of night because it was a small venue. I was right at the back. And it was kind of hard to take in because there seemed to be a lot of people kind of just there for the socialising yeah. back at the at the back of the hall. Was that, was that um, an, so then an, when I went I, to see them in Crow Park. I was going to say, did Andrea Core? Did I get, Andrea, I, there was an, some guest. I'm talking, Andrea Core? I think it was Andrea Core yeah, came out yeah, and did she a was, song. She, was yeah, it Wild think, Horses or something? I think it was Wild Horses because somebody in the review at the time said she was being very careful not to let Mick Jagger touch her in case she fell pregnant. Well, <laughs> and you try writing that these days. And um, and then, but, so I went to see them in 2018 and I guess you're kind of going because the Stones are in town. And what they've kind of done in the last five years was announce these tours at very reasonably short notice, mm. like at about 10 weeks notice. And uh, so they were starting their European tour in Crow Park, which is an outside Gaelic football arena that takes about 80,000 when full and about 50,000 for, for, for gigs and things. And I was shocked at how good they were and at how loose they were. And all of that was because of Charlie. Yeah. That, you know, it, it did for the first time. It had that excitement of, uh, I'd never, I can't recall seeing a stadium gig before that felt so limber yes. and loose. And I was like, oh, this is it. I can't believe I'm getting it from them now in their mid seventies that they're doing that Stones thing. Um, yeah, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I, I saw them there and I saw them, I think, only a few weeks later in London in Twickenham. Oh, yeah. And it was a broadly similar set. I think James Bay was the uh, was the guest at that point. But they finished with Satisfaction. and mm. uh, We were reasonably close to the kind of runway and they finished the song and Jagger kind of waved to the crowd and Charlie started to play the drum beat again. Mm. And... The, the Keith and Ronnie kicked in and the band and Jagger was absolutely on the point of collapse. You could see that that he, he kind of had so paced himself that he had finished and he'd kind of given everything and Charlie just kicked the song off again. And it was <laughs> almost like he had done it on part. You could almost see the exasperation on Jagger's <laughs> face. He was having to do another two and a half minutes because that was going to kill him, you know? Um and it's that kind. Of, it was a it was a very kind of loose performance on both those nights, and I think that was probably as the, that Croke Park gig was probably as good a gig as I've ever seen. I think I was trying to count it up this week, and I think I've seen them fourteen or fifteen times since. Well, 19- the fact you went to see them in nineteen eighty two because you thought there's not much left in them. I that's my favourite story. Where I, I was seventeen <laughs> or eighteen years old, I rang half a dozen of my friends and said, "We have to. The Stones are playing Slain. We have to go and see them." Mick Jagger is approaching his fortieth birthday. He'll not be able to do this when he's when he's forty. They will never tour again. And 25 yeah. years later, I went to see them in Slane again. And one of my friends <laughs> rang me up and said, do you think they may never tour again? <laughs> it's um, They are due to tour again with Steve Jordan on the drums. So it was announced a few weeks ago that Charlie wouldn't be making the, the upcoming tour. And it's a tour that's been delayed by COVID from 2020. Uh, so they're playing some shows from in, in, in North America from September to November. Is, is it's it's you're, you're you gonna ask the question you're gonna ask me it? is this it is this the stones i with hindsight i yeah. think charlie's statement where he said you know my for once my timing is off uh i but the did, fact, yeah, that sound he probably didn't say that a publicist must have said that it was signed off i suppose but he signed off on it so he's kind of saying my timing was off i don't want to disappoint the fans i've asked my very good friend steve jordan to sit in for me. And with hindsight, mm-hmm. I think this is paving the way. This was Charlie anointing a successor. Mm-hmm. You know, they were able to 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 replace Bill Wyman. You know, Bill was the kind of most low-key member of the band. He kind of stood there. He played the bass. He, he, he was essential to the sound. But, and I think 
there is going to be so much, oh, it's not the Stones, it doesn't sound the same. I don't think it will sound the same. Steve Jordan is a very good drummer. He's, he's kind of played with Keith in the past. Um, he played on Dirty Work. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, that was the album where Charlie... And you can tell that that's not Charlie. I mean, that's a good point. If you go to Dirty Work, Dirty Work is an album that doesn't kind of swing. Mm. It's, 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 you know, a victim of its time. It's that production. They, they weren't gelling together as a band. Jimmy Page is I know there. this is usually the point where I come in and make the case for Dirty Work, but I'm not going to do that. That's I, not... I, I actually think Dirty Work <laughs> is, is a much better album than people... People think. Okay, I don't, th- I, don't I, I don't think I you know I think for, I think it's better than Emotional Rescue. Uh, it, you know, it, it's not the worst album they ever they ever recorded. Um, what is the worst album they ever recorded? The one I like least is probably Emotional Rescue. Okay, okay. Um, I'll just write that down. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very much I'm very much the kind of 1967 and onward Stones, the early Stones. You know, a good singles compilation that. Uh, Roll Gold. Yeah. By Roll Gold, uh, Satanic Majesties, and then everything thereafter. But do you think as Steve Jordan kind of steps up that this is a, I mean, what else are they going to do? I think they're going, I think this is the test. I think this is a short tour. If Mm. this is well received, uh, if the critics don't tear them to shreds, if the fans are still prepared to come out, I think they'll just keep going. I think, I think, I, I feel at this point, um, they can do what they want. I think I don't so. Mi- I don't mind if they do. I don't mind if they don't. It's their life and they've they've given their lives to this work and, you know, they should keep going for what they want to do. We have no other option, you yeah. know. And, you know, if Charlie could be there, he'd be there. But this is their life's work and they they, they can go out swinging if they want. What, what I would say is I've seen the Stones that number of times. I saw them in 1982. I saw them in the 90s. I saw them... I actually think the Croke Park gig was as good a gig as mm. I ever saw them give. And I saw them in 2019 uh, on, on one of their American shows, and they were equally as good. And they mm. filled Soldier Field in Chicago, and they got a tremendous reception, and they just were a great band. Yeah. Anyway, we, 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 we've got so much to remember. And by, you know, I, I had the TV on last night, and I was flicking through, and a Stones compilation was on, and I didn't like the feeling of seeing the stones and feeling sad, you know, I, I'm yeah. so used to, you know, those clips and those videos come on the telly on BBC four or whatever. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I can watch this for a bit. You know, this is great. And uh, it's quite a legacy. I, I was really taken aback by yeah. how upset I was to hear the news. And I mean, I hadn't really, I suppose if I paid more attention to the kind of statement than that Charlie's not on tour and you, sort of his illness in, in the past. But I, I was completely blindsided by and equally blindsided by the depth of, of how upset I was when I when yeah. I heard it. So. Ah, he was he was he was extraordinary. And he always got the biggest cheer on the night. He always always always, always got, got the biggest cheer on the night. So, you know, we, we normally try and send people off to listen to Beatle records, but you know, let's just go listen to some Stones. Go and listen to Steel Wheels. That was just telling people. I, I, I the, 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 the albums I broke out were Steel Wheels and their Satanic Majesties, which caused a wave of revulsion on Twitter. Just I, like, what is wrong with you? I said, as I, I said on Twitter at the time, you're ever the contrarian. If you can, I, if you have it, and I don't know whether it's on streaming or not, there is a live album called Some Girls in Texas. Oh yeah, I saw you listening that, to that, which I haven't listened to. Actually. That is, ju- I had forgotten. Is like getting repeatedly punched in the face but in a, <laughs> but in a good way they they, oh, yeah. they, they play half of, of of the some girls album and uh you know a smattering of the, the classics and it's i i think it's probably the band at their absolute live peak recorded in a small venue it's sensational and amazingly well recorded for 1978 yeah, and there's still like there's there's new stone stuff come out last yeah. week. The tattoo you stuff is coming out as well. So they're still they're still going I, on. But go I, listen I, that, to some that's stones. That's a box that I'd be getting. Yeah, go listen. To the go listen to the stones. Um, what do you think about all of this, everybody? Uh, we're available in the usual places at Beatles Pod, the Nothing Is Real Facebook group. We have our Acast Plus subscribers, and we we need to thank them for uh, you know subscribing. We have our it's all too much tier. So. 
season five is in the works and coming soon, sooner than you think, um, coming in September uh, 2021. But in the interim, there's this kind of parallel ghost season 4.5 on It's All Too Much for Acast plus subscribers. And we've covered a couple of different things. Paul McCartney's Birds, we've had Luke Haynes on talking about Dark Horse. And uh, we want to thank all our subscribers and go and investigate it yourself if you haven't yet so far. All of this information is available on the website, Nothing Is Real Pod. Dot com, and um, you can find out all the other bits and pieces that we're involved in there. Um, but for now, I'm Jason Carty. I'm Stephen Cockcroft. And this has been Nothing Is Real. Thank you for listening. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening to Nothing Is Real. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, why not become a member? You'll get access to ad-free content, bonus episodes, and so much more. Follow the link in the show notes, sign up on ACAST Plus, or visit our website, nothingisrealpod.com.